And so good morning, um, Pastor Raymond Ah with Two Shepherds Community Church and Outreach. I hope and pray that all of you had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving time with family and friends and loved ones. And you know, I pray that you were able to cherish and reflect in time spent with loved ones. It's, it's so important that we can come together um, as believers and do that. You know, as we gather here in Knoxville, Iowa, out of all places, uh, we are planting roots of the church and we are called to serve this community and as well we are called to serve all of you online in which we are so blessed and um, humbled to be able to do that. It's an incredible thing and I hope that all of you will stay and share and like and um, let us know uh, if you have any questions and just kind of engage with us within that. And so. Um, it's remind you know as I do this I'm reminded of how incredible the life journey is. You know life has its ups and downs. There are milestones of challenges that we all have to go through, regardless of how old or how young you are, your demographic, your um, America or not. You know, and it's challenges are far from ideal. You know, we as we grow we envision this path where we excel in school, we secure good paying jobs, and we build lifelong friendships. And if we're lucky, we can experience the beauty of this thing called romance. And hopefully by God's grace, we can embrace those blessings. And, you know, one day we'll be able to have children and we'll be able to engage as families do in learning about life and everything will be peachy keen swell right ideally we'll live in a, a debt-free house with no school bills no electricity to worry about no uh no worries that would pull us away from what god calls us to be but you know unfortunately that's not exactly the ideal world that we're in, is it? You know, we know that sometimes in life, as we've seen today on the news, Israel and Palestine, we see sex trafficking and COVID. We've got all of these things that you see in the world, and it's not ideal, is it? It doesn't always become this peachy keen type of thing that we we follow it's it's not the ideal script that we encounter we expect we have unexpected emotions we have events that shake us to the core have you ever like i don't know where if i've got we've got a lot of followers in different areas but you know uh here in in, in school systems or you know we have sometimes we have things called field trips where we go to museums and um, we're able to go to an art gallery um, where we see beautiful sculptures and beautiful works of art. And as you approach a, a painting, you know, you look to it and, and, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to go past the, the little thing. The security's going to get me. And you, know, you get close enough where you can barely touch it and you can feel it. And you notice that there are small flaws and cracks revealing the passages of time. Our lives are a lot like these paintings. <laughs> Isn't that, you know, I, I love painting and I love art. And I think God's creation is within us as we're created. You know, where we look at these beautiful lines that are marred by the wear and tear of that time. But like us, 
It's a reflection of our sin and the broken world of sickness. Addiction, hate, greed, war, death. I don't mean to be so solemn in this, but I want to make a point that all of these things are part of the human experience. Isn't life such a paradox? Right? Doesn't it, it doesn't confound you? Uh, is it not something so profound to see and beautiful? The ugliness and the beauty that is intertwined as we look at God's creation. And, the, you know, even the world that we see, the, the, the beautiful mountains of high, you know, uh, the oceans that we see, it's all tarnished by the fallen nature since the beginning. And then, you know, we can't forget that this world that God created was beautiful, but we still are affected by the fall. We can see in God's creation and handiwork. Thank you, Lord. You know, as we uh, anticipate, all, let me phrase that, as we all churches who celebrate, we anticipate the celebration of Christ's birth and resurrection, um, and that's in the coming few months. We all know that we have to do preparations, um, and you can kind of see the gear. You know, um, in America, we have Christmas trees and stockings, England, Western world, but really the focus um, as we're getting ready and geared up for that is, is uh, today I want to talk about no, not yet, and right now. You know, I have a funny phrase that I always say to, uh, to a lot of uh, those, those watered down, uh, you know, believers out there, you know, if you accidentally read your Bible, you might find countless stories of people in the Bible that are connected to Jesus who provide us with an insight into wickedness, but also into the epic province and deliverance of grace. But why is that so important? Why am I making such an emphasis on the insight of wickedness and sin and grace? Right? A key word, grace. We know of sin, right? We clearly see it in everything. But grace, this deliverance through God's grace of no, not yet, and right now. I don't know if any of you have ever opened a Bible. Um, one of the examples, because I, don't, you know, I know some of you may not have a Bible in front of you or can't go and flip it through your, your phone. But for example, if we look at King David, you know, this is a man after God's own heart. And he was handpicked. I mean, he was handpicked. There was Saul, but he was handpicked. They wanted a king, and they picked him out of these lush fields from the rugged fields of the Judean, the, the Judean fields around Israel town called Bethlehem. This is a few miles south of what was known as the Canaanite stronghold of Jerusalem. Um, and at that time, if, if you know anything historically, you know that at this time there's great conflict in the... Um, in that area you know this shepherd boy that God called at this time when David was a young man he was the youngest of eight I mean and David was wild he was free-spirited you know and God had gifted him 
with so many talents, but he had a talent to soothe with his beautiful, heartfelt music and worship and able to be akin to soothe the disdained King Saul. He was destined to be to learn these things. And that fierceness that I talked about, you know, I don't know if, if you've read any further into David, but there's a there's a famous story called David and Goliath, and as he's growing and he's working with the king, you know, the other army was was making fun of God and the soldiers, and you know, David was the only one with the fierceness. He was able to slay a giant to the yearning just to please God and dance for the Lord. You know, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, he, David uh, desires, to, he, he desires to build a house for God. This is a very interesting point. And the reason this is all coming to, to note is David asks, he wants to build a, a magnificent temple. And he says, God, however, says this. He's like, you know, through the prophet Nathaniel, he said, you know, would you build me a house? So David expresses his desire to build a house for God, a magnificent temple. Now, however, God uh, responds to David through the prophet Nathaniel saying that, Would you build me a house to dwell in? I haven't dwelt in a house since I brought your people out of Egypt. You know, I've been moving about in a tent and this is my dwelling. You know, God responds to David and you, it can be seen as one of the greatest, not yet, despite of David's pure intentions and his love for God, the timing wasn't exactly right for him to build a temple. God had a different plan in mind. And so instead, God promised David that he would establish a dynasty for him and his descendants would rule on the throne forever. That's foreshadowing. We know, we know who that descendant is, don't we? And so David had to accept the no and not yet to trust in the wisdom and timing that teachings us that the teaching us that's so important to surrender our desires to God's. God is always preparing something greater for us or even protecting us. You know, if we look to Luke 19, Jesus in the turning of the table and clearing of the temple, he yells with a righteous indignation, my temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. We witness that Jesus' righteous indignation, as we too should reflect, he confronts the corruption and exploitation that has infiltrated the sacred place of the temple. What's your temple? And Jesus' actions reflect God's no and his desire to restore true purpose to that temple. When are we going to start shouting with a loud no? When we see God's no, not only do we have a redirecting of our personal desire, but also confronting and challenging a system of injustice, ungodliness that may have infiltrated our own lives and communities. And that could be anything, any idol. God's no can be a call to action urging us to stand against corruption in our own lives to proclaim his truth, just as our Lord Jesus Christ did in the temple in being able to reflect that. That's the not yet. People, it's God's timing right now moments. Jesus and his divine authority took the immediate action to restore the temple to its rightful purpose. What's the temple? He always makes time to be your in your walk and interceding for you. It's the, that intimate moment that we have, 
that brings us to transformation according to his will. Have faith to know that the power of the Holy Spirit is with you. This is important, people. You have to know that the presence of God is working with us in our lives. People, the time has come. Understand that God's no, not yet can also be opportunities to seek his guidance and discern us from leading through the Holy Spirit. When are we going to stop and rest in his prayer and his word and get with each other in the community? It is through the Holy Spirit's empowerment that we can even align ourselves with God's will to participate in the kingdom work. Where are you aligning yourself? In the story of the woman at well, Jesus breaks the social norms. Going through instead of going through Samaria to through or to to Israel, he goes through Samaria. Right? He sends the disciples off, and he goes to Jacob's well, and he starts this challenging conversation with this woman, not even a Jew, but a woman, and with a questionable background. Note that, and. Also, take note the time that he went there. It was high noon. This woman would literally have no one else there, and she purposely went there at the hottest part of the day. And Jesus asked her, where is your husband? And of course, <laughs> she circumvents the question. And Jesus reveals this divine knowledge about her personal life and choices through this conversation. Something special happens. He offers her living water which represents, of course, the eternal spiritual fulfillment. Initially, the woman kind of misunderstands what Jesus' words and focuses on this physical water, right? She circumvents it back to the well, back to the things that like, oh, no, no. Well, and he, he says, no, everyone who drinks of this water will always be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of this water that I give will never be thirsty again. What? You know, here Jesus introduces the concept of God's no to the temporary and unsatisfying source of fulfillment of the world that the, that the world offers. You know, as the conversion process, the women expresses the anticipation of the coming Messiah, to which Jesus responds, I who, I who you speak to am he. And in this revelation, you know, this is God's not yet. And he reveals the true identity to her that the Samaritan woman is moved by the encounter. And she leaves her water jar behind to share the great news. I mean, and take note, she leaves her water jar and goes. In her excitement, she becomes this powerful witness proclaiming, come see the man who told me that I and who I am and everything that I've done and that can this be the Christ is this the guy and in this moment the the power of God the right now as this woman you know seizes the opportunity to spread the message of Jesus Christ and the transformation love of grace and salvation that we too can be able to part, partake in you know she shows this people when are we going to start submitting as she did to God's will when are we going to dive into scriptures when are we going to be amazed by the number of times that Jesus has said no. The pressures of the crowd withdrawing to a quiet place. He said no to the temptations of Satan. He responds to scripture with power. He says no to the, the spiritual games of the Pharisees and offering wisdom and truth in return. But however, one of the things I want to also bring to note is one of the most powerful no's in scripture is the Garden of Gethsemane. It's a heart-wrenching moment when Jesus is anguished He's laying his, his face on the ground. He's sweating blood. 
And he asked his father's will in Matthew 26. He said, and Jesus pleads, he's like, my father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet your will be done and not mine. In this moment, Jesus responds with the power of surrendering. God's plan even with entails the immense pain. He shows us that something is most profound, no, is saying yes to God's will. Jesus sets the example and shows us to follow the teaching, even though our spirits may be willing, our body is weak. People, as we navigate through our life's trials and, tri and tribulations, I want us to remember that the power of saying no to things that distract us from God's purpose, we need to seek the guidance and strength as Jesus did in that garden through the willingness to surrender. We can embrace God's plan for our lives, but we have to submit even if it challenges us. Are you submitting? Today I urge you, I want you to reflect on the power of no, not yet, and right now. And let us learn from Jesus' example and find strength to align with God's. You know, as we face betrayals of life and we go through the ultimate pain of this fallen world, but we have solace and grace through Jesus Christ. You know, with that, I just want to bless all, all of you and as we continue on this continued journey of life, as we look to the next seasons with Christmas and the remembrance of why we have Christmas and why we have Easter. No, not yet and right now. What are you, how are you serving? Are you called to say no to the things that may look like an instant gratification as to what may be a blessing but really a curse? To saying, you know, not yet. And then when God gives you that right now, being abundantly able to bless and be in God's will. I'd just like to thank all of you for joining us and know that we love you. Lord, thank you that we would be able to expound upon your word, that Lord, that we would preach the gospel of salvation and grace through Jesus Christ. But Lord, if anybody has been impacted by this message or is moved by these words, oh God, that, Lord, that they would say this prayer, that, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I know that you lived a perfect life, that you died on the cross, and you rose again. That, Lord, that you intercede for me, that when, when you see me, Lord, the blood of Christ makes me perfect that Lord you see your son that Lord I have the ability now to come to you sinless as a lamb forgive me Lord for my sins and let me sin no more we pray in this name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit in Jesus name Hey, again, thank you so much for joining us. Next uh, week's sermon will be with Pastor David Garza, and he's going to expound on the woman on the, the woman on the well with Jesus in such a profound way that's going to draw your heart. And I and I pray that the Lord would massage you in an intimate relationship and in knowing, know that here at Two Shepherds Community Church and Outreach that we love you, and that if you need prayer, reach out to us. If you need to ask a question that maybe you're confused about with your progressive sanctification walk, that's a fancy way of saying your growth and walk, you're being sanctified, that God is placing you to a special 
um, thing through your life and he's calling you to do within your work. Reach out to us. We're here. We love you. And so with that, 